1: Right now that time, 818, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Wednesday morning, today, October the 7th, and with us in studio this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department, we have Public Information Officer Larry Flowers, Lieutenant Clayton Williams, and also Sergeant Amy Denton this morning. How's everybody doing today? Good
0: morning. And, and
1: Clayton, I've got an extra mic here. If you want to try this out, I hopefully it'll work. I don't know if the batteries are charged in it or what, but... Uh,
2: <laughs> I just yell real well, I'll just, either, I'll just interject like they do the debates these days. Yeah, that, that'll just, be that'll be perfect. <laughs> just talk over everybody.
1: I, I, good luck with that, Mike. Let's, uh, hey, hopefully it works. In new it's new endeavors. That's right. <laughs> so, what is going on? I understand uh, an arrest has been made in construction theft or construction site thefts. I guess that were recently taking place. I, I'm not real sure, but how many? Const- I, I guess is construction theft still a real big problem?
2: real big is a relative term um i mean they're just it's one of those areas where the potential is is greater just because there is so much construction going on and a lot of times at at night there are not people around so it's an easy i guess it's an easy target for people that are looking for either tools or appliances uh luckily the copper wire thefts we used to get a lot the the price of copper has gone down so much uh, we're not seeing that as prevalent but uh, yeah it's it's just kind of one of those opportune things for people that are involved in criminal element they see those opportunities and sometimes take advantage of but uh, luckily this case uh, was out of Thompson station but we were able to uh, make an arrest and recover some of the property and get a lot of tools back to some of the people that are working Um, so a good job by detectives and uh just putting that case together and like i said maybe that'll curtail uh some future events
1: so somebody in thompson station was driving to murphy's bro going specifically going to construction sites looking for tools looking for i don't know other things that he could easily take and then sell
2: yeah they um so like uh, officers uh, just made a traffic stop um it was around 2:45 in the morning um, because they saw, uh, they, I'm sorry, it wasn't a traffic stop. It was a patrol check uh, around Fortress Boulevard. They saw some sparks and they didn't know exactly what it was. So they went and investigated further and they were trying to cut the lock off of the site. Um, so when they looked around the site, they found uh, this person and he was telling them that he worked there. But uh, through the investigation, they were able to find some stolen items six different locks and and tools that were used to break into those sites so they were able to dig a little deeper and find out that some of those uh, things that they were finding were actually stolen and verify that
1: it probably wouldn't take a lot of digging to figure out well he he shouldn't be working at 245 in the morning so chances are good there's something else going on
2: yeah, hopefully. I, I do know there have been some sites that have hired some security guards, but unless uh, yeah, unless you saw that, then uh, 2.45 in the morning on his construction site, I don't know anybody that's that, that's that dedicated.
1: So was it only tools that he was targeting, or did he try to take bigger items like, I don't know, a, a stove, an oven, refrigerator?
2: Yeah, I think they were anything that... Uh, wasn't tied down if you will that uh that a value that they could load out uh, easily yeah appliances tools uh just anything that was available that they might be able to fence or run through a fence and sell off for cash
1: yeah you know it, I'm, I'm trying to imagine taking a refrigerator out of a house and if you're by yourself and you're trying to do that i, I don't see that would be a little tough
0: yeah it, it was more of um you know not necessarily uh appliances you know had skill saws, uh, basically uh, hammers, I mean literally generators, he was taking that type of equipment uh, from those sites, anything that he could fit in the the back of his vehicle. And uh, he ended up targeting three different uh, construction sites here in Murfreesboro, two on Fortress Boulevard and then one on New Salem uh, Highway. And uh, again, like Clayton said, 2.45 in the morning, nobody should be there. And uh, police actually found, you know, uh, two burglary tools that were used to to cut those locks because he actually cut locks and had six different locks in his vehicle that he had cut from previous uh, sites. <laughs> yeah, and uh, through the investigation, uh, detectives found out that he has also been targeting construction sites in Nashville as well. So uh, they've uh, reached out to detectives in Nashville, and they're looking into uh, this guy as possible suspect into uh, their cases as well. And um, the good thing about it is the detectives ended up taking all of the uh, items that they recovered back to these three construction sites in Murfreesboro, and and uh, returned most of that property. But they did have about four or five different items left uh that they've yet to return uh,
1: that that would be the cool part of the job is being mm-hmm. able to go back to the construction sites and saying hey look what i have here yeah i mean it'd be like christmas all over again that'd, that'd be kind of cool
2: oh yeah i mean and a lot of those guys especially the tools that they leave on site uh you know that's some of their bigger things that they don't want to back and forth like you said a a, a saw with a, a a table there or any kind of cutter or bigger I- generators bigger ticket items and a lot of those guys uh, they may not belong to the company they may belong to the individual so the loss is very great for them because they show up the next day to go to work and then they don't have what they need to get going so yeah that's a that's a big rewarding thing when we're able to do that uh, for those guys, folks uh, sometimes we're not so lucky in property crimes
1: when people steal things like this if they go to a pawn shop to sell them those pawn tickets I guess are turned into the police department weekly or is it daily
2: think it's,
3: they do them all online it's now.
2: electronic so once they enter them um, there's a, a database that mm-hmm. our investigators can access to check those things um, so they can look for stuff that may be suspect that uh, involved in the cases and most departments subscribe to that so some of them still do it by their, by hand where they just go and get copies of it but a lot of them are doing it electronically now so they can do it a lot quicker without having to ever leave the office and see but yes um, and all our the, around here we're fortunate most of our businesses and pawn shops that are in those but they're they're uh, doing those things because they don't want they don't want the stolen property because for them as a business owner if if we come in and take the property and they've loaned money out on that they lose their money uh so it's it's not a good thing for them either so
1: a lot of this stuff these days though i guess is being sold on facebook marketplace on craigslist and other different apps that are similar to that yeah so i, I guess Detectives have to look everywhere now.
2: Yeah, and, and we all – I, I know Amy talks a lot about this, and she does some Internet safety classes with different groups, uh, and that's one of the things doing um, transactions online. Just – it's its kind of like a lot of things when – if it sounds too good to be true, if you see an iPad, the, the latest iPad, brand new in a box for $100, <laughs> um, I'm not saying those things aren't out there because they are, but you should probably be a little bit suspect of that because – especially with electronics right now and phones and tablets, that's some of the most popular, uh, the wearable devices, the watches, uh, we see those things getting stolen all the time. And a lot of people don't record the serial numbers or they don't have the, um, they uh, don't have the uh, location uh, services turned on. So it's really hard to pinpoint those things. Um, and as you, we, I think we had a, a couple of cases, not, not that recent, but in the past, the places that are, big electronic stores like Best Buy when they get broken into that's some of the first things that they go to try to steal because their uh, their value and the desire for people wanting those is very high the demand is high so they're usually able to sell those very quickly so
1: I I remember a few years back and I I don't know if you knew about this but we we had a WGNS truck and somebody stole the tailgate off the truck (laughs) and of course it had WGNS all over the back in a wrap and uh, we found it on Craigslist. They had taken the wrap off the tailgate, but they still had left some of it. So you could see it in the picture uh, of the ad in Craigslist. And we, we contacted detectives and sure enough, they, it was the tailgate. They went to, I don't know, Daltown, Tennessee or something to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I guess police just called them and said, Hey, we're interested in the tailgate. And they went down there and they brought it back. But you know, criminals are not always the smartest
3: they're opportunists that's it um they'll they'll take an opportunity and, and try it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work they'll just try again tomorrow um uh, you know the criminal justice system while it's the best one in the world it still has its flaws so you know they steal your tailgate we arrest them they go to jail they get out on bond
1: and still another tailgate. And they steal <laughs>
3: something else to recoup the money that they spent on bond so um <laughs> but you know the the uh you're talking about the pawn tickets. they report online everything they take in it's um, there's another side to that program also that the public can use Um, it's called leads online Mm -hmm. you can actually do an online secure personal inventory of your items you can upload videos or photos scan in the receipts all those kind of things so um, if anything comes up missing instead of in the moment scrambling to figure out what the serial number is on that gun or the the ipad you can go to your inventory um, or if you have a fire or a flood you can actually log on to it anywhere you have internet access so say you did it on your laptop your laptop comes up missing you can actually use a computer at the insurance agent's office log into your leads online um, account and pull up all the information about whatever item is missing or damaged or whatever to do your insurance claim or to to file your police report
1: that's pretty cool
3: it is really cool um you know we had a tornado here several years ago um and doing my own personal insurance claim an itemized claim is a huge headache um because insurance agents are like sure you had a 50 inch <sighs> TV sure you had this you
1: know of course they don't say hey are you sure it you know, wasn't a 52. no <laughs>
3: no um but if you had a video you know just walk into your house and stand in your living room and turn 360 degrees then they can see that oh yeah okay you you did have all this stuff or that wasn't damaged beforehand or whatever so um, it's free it's just you can google it leads l-e-a-d-s online and just do the uh, the personal account if you have an email and you can verify your email then you
1: can just take off from there you can even open the uh, junk drawers and get what's in there you could if you want everybody to see what you've got in there <laughs> but now th- this stuff is not public right that you whenever you video things in your house put it no. on that leads list no. it, it's just remains It stays in
3: your private account that your it's password protected and all that so you know if you need it you can get to it um, but no it's not out there for everybody it's your account your information
1: pretty cool stuff and uh, easy enough to do but yet yeah. you just have to do it Easy to do.
3: Hardly anybody does it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what are other things that I guess criminals turn to that are easy targets? Because I know in nearby Nashville, a report came out, really, I think it was this month. Uh, It said over the last... I think eight months in Nashville, 500 cars were report, 500 guns were stolen out of cars in Nashville alone. 500 guns and cars this year. Right, and I don't have the numbers
3: this year. Larry may have them. Um, I know when the gun, the guns and cars law first came to be, um, we had a fairly big uptick in guns stolen from cars, and the vast majority of those cars were unlocked cars. So. Um, You know burglary to vehicles has always been a thing and as our smaller mobile items cost more and more and more we get careless we leave them laying in the seat throw them in the back seat and leave the car unlocked and go in the house Um, you know car burglars again are opportunists and they'll go where there's a concentration of vehicles it's just like fishing you don't go fish where you know there's nothing to catch you fish where people have been successful before where it looks like fish would be they go to areas like neighborhoods apartment complexes shopping center parking lots um where there's more cars to check quickly bigger chance of finding something and we've seen on ring videos and nest cameras and all this that it takes them a second to check your door handle and if your door's open they're in they grab whatever they can and they're gone um so first don't leave stuff in your car, and second, lock your car. Um, that that alone stops a lot of it. Because if they can't go open the door, they just walk on to the next opportunity. Um, so, is it illegal to leave your handgun in your car? It's not illegal. It's irresponsible, but it's not illegal. Um, you know, I, I tell people in neighborhood watch groups and other community meetings, treat your gun like your baby. It goes where you go. Um, because if you leave your gun in your car and you hear a noise in the night, you go outside to see what the deal is, you could find yourself staring down the barrel of your own gun and you've armed the bad guy. So you go in the house, take the gun in the house.
1: If somebody uses your gun in a crime because you left it in your car, even though you reported it as stolen, what, what could possibly happen in those cases? Because, I mean, it would be tough to... I, I guess that'd be up to a judge, though. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, there was some, some, some legislation this past session, and I'm trying to go back and double You know, the session got kind of interrupted with COVID and such that they were looking at passing uh, statute to where if someone wa- – there was, there was a couple different ones uh, where if someone be- uh, became a victim – Shooting involved uh, with the handgun that was belonged to that was not secured. Uh, they were looking at some penalties and charges for that. I'm going to look real quick and see if I can find it. Um, one of mean. one of them I know had to do with like if you had children in the car mm-hmm. and it was your own vehicle and they were able to access that firearm uh, and uh, were harmed because of that, then that person could be charged. Um, so yeah, it's and legislators are continuing to look at that because these unintended consequences of passing that law allowing that to be done it's been an uptick across the state of those incidents so
1: but you know at the same time i could see where somebody without kids or with adult kids would have a gun in their house it's unsecured because they want to be able to get to it quickly if somebody breaks in so i i I don't it's there's not an easy answer it sounds like
2: there's not and uh, i think the biggest thing especially with your own children i know me personally, I mean, I, uh, by nature, whether I want to or not, there's going to be firearms in my house because of my job, even regardless of anything else I do for sport or, 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 or hobby. So even at young ages, my kids are nine and under. It's upon me to make sure and teach them about firearm safety because I know it's going to be in the home, even though I can secure it. Uh, kids are curious, um, and if they don't know about something, and they find it uh, and you just try to kind of keep it hidden eventually that curiosity may lead to uh, them <clears> seeking that out and kind of wanting to find out what the big secret is so i would just encourage anybody and i know the schools still do a good job about doing hunter safety course um, but don't be if you're going to have firearms in the house uh, i think the biggest thing you can do a have security measures in place but b you need to educate your kids about firearms they're how dangerous they can be how they don't ever need to be handled without an adult, and if you teach them about them and they have an understanding about it, there's a lot less likelihood for them to do something to where they're going to be playing with them, and put themselves at risk. So, um, yeah, that, it's it's a double-edged sword, exactly. Especially, you know, Scott, you're talking about. You're kind of thankful sometimes about the legislation with having them in the car. When you look at just a couple of weeks ago in the we had two carjackings within two weeks, um, and I'm not saying that that would have maybe it would have made a different outcome i don't know but uh the peop- people wanting to be able to protect themselves uh in a time where there's a lot of violent crime happening i totally get that so um i just you know it's kind of like a what was the slogan they use a lot of all the commercials for the, a lot of them distributors of alcohol says please drink responsibly you know same way with guns please use guns responsibly and please <laughs> take them very seriously
1: you know it, it makes I guess the most sense to teach your kids how to use a firearm, because when you're teaching them how to use a firearm, you also are teaching them the dangers of a firearm. So, but I guess it's the other kids that are the problem. Those who come to visit your kids are the ones who may not have a clue. Right. I mean, if you're if you're going to be a
3: gun owner, you've got to be responsible. There's There's just, there's no room for being lazy or being complacent there's just no room for it um you know we wouldn't set a bomb on the dining room table and walk off and leave it we wouldn't leave a flamethrower sitting there is that unusual um (laughs) you know so you have to think about the the gun and the the possibilities so if you have guests in your house i mean um you know put the gun away when the guests are there or keep up with your guests you know um, yeah that's, that's kind of the, the main thing. As far as guns and vehicles, um, you know most average people throw their gun in their glove box or in their console. There are actually vaults that you can buy that, that attach to the vehicle. So your gun is secured in the vehicle, um, which would cut down on the quick opportunity um, of, of somebody stealing your gun out of your vehicle. Um, Larry just gave me a, a, a oh, yeah, remember. Um, if you have guns in your home that you're not currently using, that you keep unloaded, things like that, um, we do have free gun locks at the information desk and the records window at the police department. They're the little cable kind that, mm-hmm. you know, you leave it open, the gun locked open and it runs through and, and you put a lock on it. And that just keeps anybody from, you know, putting the ammo in it and, and being able to shoot it. So if you have guns in storage at home or you, you keep guns handy but maybe not loaded, um, those are free. We have them for free. I go do stop by and say, I need a gun lock.
1: What, what if you have like 30 guns? Or uh, hey,
3: I'll I've got check inventory to see how many we've got.
1: <laughs> but it, it, it does seem like those who have firearms are often collectors of firearms as well. So they do have Usually more than one is it's
3: rare for people to have one gun. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. But some people do. I mean they just do. Um and then of course I always caution um women especially in the in self defense classes, um, think before you get a gun and go to carrying a gun around. Um, you know, being able to load and clean and shoot the gun is great, but can you retain possession of that gun in a physical struggle? Um, if not, again, you may be arming the bad guy. Uh, if you're going to throw your gun in the bottom of your purse and let it get clogged up with juicy fruit and <laughs> butterscotch and everything else, you don't have it. It makes, the, it makes your purse heavier. It doesn't make you any safer. Um, so if you're going to carry a weapon, carry it on your person, not in a bag.
1: I'm more amazed that you're admitting there's juicy fruit and candy and I've everything. seen
2: How, I was and gonna say <laughs> do, do people still chew juicy fruit is that still I, I
1: don't know it's what what about the gum with the uh giraffe on it? what was that
2: oh fun stripe yes yeah. yes <laughs> yes remember um I'll go even one for, Tea berry remember that
1: yeah I don't remember that one <whistles> D-
2: yeah.
1: did that have a giraffe on it as well I, I don't
2: no it was in this weird red plain pack mm-hmm. and it tasted awful um was terrible, <laughs> yeah.
1: I tried the Fun Stripe recently cuz I I don't know if the same company's making it or what but it tasted horrible. So as an adult there's things that don't taste as good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, a lot of a lot of, I, I can imagine a lot of women would just throw the gun in their purse. But then can they get to it in time? And second of all, it that's the target it's for the, the first criminal, thing that's usually know?
3: stolen. Yeah. yeah. Um so I just I just tell them, you know, if you're going to carry a weapon, carry it on your person. And then if you're going to carry it, not only go through, you know, um, safe handling and target practice, but go through some weapon retention training. Be able to maintain control of it, because if you can't maintain control of it, you just brought a gun to a situation that probably wouldn't have had one before. You know, usually a a purse snatching is not an armed robbery type thing, Um, but if, if a gun comes into play, then the whole dynamics
1: change. I, I seem to recall a few years back somebody somebody tried to grab a woman's purse as she was getting into the car and I guess she made it into the car and actually started driving away with the guy still holding onto the purse and drugged the guy next to the car. It it would have been I bet you it would have been ten years, fifteen years ago. I don't recall that, but um you know,
3: everybody has a choice to make and he had the choice to let go, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, Don't hold on to anything that's moving. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So what else is happening here in Murfreesboro? I mean, what are things that people are reporting more of? Is it the vehicle burglaries, or are there other things going on?
0: Well, uh, the other day we had uh, a porch pirate theft. And, um, you know, with it getting close to the holiday season, well, a few months away, uh, it's a good time to remind people to um, you know, be cautious when they have packages delivered. Of course, in that particular case, um, a gentleman actually was bold enough to park in someone's yard.
1: Casually, actually pulled
0: into the yard? Pulled into the driveway, casually got out, walked up to the porch, took three packages, got back in his car and left as if they were his. So, um, right now, um, they're trying to identify that suspect. And of course, uh, we've posted and shared uh video of that gentleman on, uh, on our social media pages. So if you get an opportunity to go look at that, um, detective James, uh, Wickerson, you know, would really appreciate a call if we can help identify this guy and, uh, Wickerson can be reached at 629-201-5612 and, um really help in that situation and of course you know when um, having those packages delivered to your homes I mean you know you can have them delivered to a neighbor that may be home you know have those packages shipped to your job Um, I know all about that because I think that's what my wife does (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I wouldn't know about them Uh, of course designate a, uh, a location at your home that's out of sight and then that way uh somebody from the street can't see it requires signature as well you know so if a delivery person brings that to your home you know require signature or they won't leave it and of course you can choose in-store delivery and um, nothing will be you know one of those uh, doorbell cameras as it was in this case to actually catch the suspect in 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 progress
1: i i know in the area of uh i believe it was savannah ridge somebody was caught on camera a couple of times going up to front doors and trying to open the front door is that something you're seeing a problem with where criminals actually come to the door and try to open it to get in to see if there's anything of value inside the house and nobody's home
2: i mean i, I think i remember the cases you're were talking about, uh, It was either two, maybe two, three years ago. I think we actually caught that part. It was a juvenile. Um, And they would just walk through that neighborhood and look for opportunities to burglarize houses. Um, And during the daytime, a lot of times, criminals unfortunately realize that most people are at work or at school. And so, yeah, um, it's not as prevalent during the day, Uh, but there are some that are so bold or so – absent-minded that uh, think they can get away with that that uh, you know may do so we haven't had many instances of that as of late that i can recall in the middle of the day um but yeah we just just like the cars and we tell everybody you know a get to know your neighbors if you live in a neighborhood that's some of the biggest things you can do to help take care and watch out for each other and b keep your doors locked when you're not home um, so.
1: it's almost as if some people don't even care that there's a camera that's going to capture them whenever they walk to that front door i think it's like
3: alarms on cars um they've become fairly common and accepted and i really think that that the the porch pirates or any other thieves or or vandalizers think ah, they're not they're not going to pay attention they're not going to see it or the camera's not going to be good enough to get my face or whatever so they just dismiss it um larry and i were looking up some stuff earlier this week and found a video out of was it rhode island um the thief actually came inside their fenced gate uh went up the steps had a seat on the porch reached <laughs> back got the package took out his pocket knife opened it up looked at it took the item left the box on the porch took the item and and just nonchalantly walked away Wow! and the homeowner was home didn't hear the notification on his doorbell thing and and you know could have walked out there at any point in time and this guy was on an elevated porch right on the street and he didn't care he he looked like he belonged there so nobody paid attention
1: um and i it's almost like that's what criminals want they want to look like it's their house that Mm -hmm. way anybody passing by just assumes that's ah, theirs
3: right like lieutenant mentioned that's where it becomes important to to go meet your neighbors yeah know your neighbors and that way you know if your neighbor drives by or, or your neighbor's home and looks out and sees somebody sitting on your porch they know that hey that's scott's house mm-hmm. who's that guy um if you don't know your neighbors you
1: don't know who's not normal to be there and there's some crazy people out there i mean to do that kind of stuff to just walk onto somebody's front porch and just sit there like it's yours and start opening a package i mean that's just that's they're, not normal they're bold yeah they're, they're bold but wow. it happens it does which happen. is even more crazy to me is that it actually happens
3: yeah i mean and and you know the thing is when you when you open a, a random delivered box on somebody's front porch you don't know what you're going to get yeah um i know years ago we had some some boxes stolen off of a front porch, and I was on patrol midnight shift, and we tracked them all through two neighborhoods because they were opening the box and throwing out what they didn't want, and it was medical supplies that they were throwing out. Um, so we literally were driving around picking up it, the package the individual packages were still still sealed, mm-hmm. so we were picking them up. We finally found the box to figure out where to go back and see if the people wanted the stuff, but um, you know the Some people have done the uh, uh, booby trap bait boxes on the front porch Mm -hmm. and and all of that. They they
1: really want to play a role in catching somebody, don't they?
3: (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, the best thing to do, they have locked containers that you can put on your front porch that the package goes in and then it's locked in, Um, put it somewhere out of sight. Or, like Lieutenant mentioned also, now there's probably somebody in your neighborhood that's home during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, make a deal with them can I have my package delivered to your house I'll pay you a dollar a package to hold them until I get home or you know if I get a package let me know what you need from the store I'll bring you what what you need you know whatever Um, and it's another way of networking in your neighborhood and getting to know your neighbors yeah that's a good idea kind kind of work together
1: We gotta take a short break, right now the time, 8.48. Murfreesboro Police with us this morning, and with us in studio, we have Sergeant Amy Denton, Public Information Officer Larry Flowers, and Lieutenant Clayton Williams. Time again right now, 8.48. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church right across from Indian Hills, Well, we service professionals to brand new players. So our lessons are $25 for a 30-minute lesson. We go from beginner to all the way up professional. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den. We're at 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us.
3: Mainly sunny today, high VD2. Tonight, mainly clear, low
1: near 54. Sunny on Thursday, high to year 84. Friday, chance of rain. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 53. October is Car Care Awareness Month and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune-up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10% off for your fall tune-up at First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. Well, good morning. Traffic's still heavy, but it's moving here on 24, coming past 840. We've seen a couple of disabled vehicles, uh, minor accidents up to this point. Now they're moving that stalled vehicle right now, 24 westbound at the 72-mile marker. Traffic's been in pretty decent shape for the most part. Inbound 41 as you continue inbound Murphy's Murfreesboro Pike. Celebrate autumn this year at Obergatlinburg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, all the details, obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on Time Traffic.
0: COVID-19 has changed our world. And First
3: National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. We want to help you and our staff
2: stay healthy and safe. I'm Shelley Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. And that's why we're here, encouraging the
3: use of digital products in our drive-up windows. First National Bank of Murfreesboro at
0: 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family. Hey guys, I'm Marcellus from Bubba Gandy Seafood, the freshest seafood in town with a new delivery every single week. Domestic wild-caught fish and shrimp, live blue crabs and crawfish. Bubba Gandy Seafood on Memorial Boulevard across from the Sportscom. BubbaGandyMBorough.com The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
1: Right now, that time eight fifty one. You're tuned in to WGNS, and also we mentioned this uh, just briefly earlier. A, a bank robbery that was here in Murfreesboro a few days back. First of all, when was that bank robbery?
2: That was Friday, uh, October second. So this past weekend.
1: And what what happened? Where was it? Uh, that was
2: at the fifth third bank on Memorial Boulevard. Um, had a gentleman come in, a passed a note um to the teller told him they had a gun and um we put some information on social media but uh, of course it's the time it's been now he left on foot so we don't have any vehicle information but um, he was uh, wearing a orange blaze orange hoodie and uh, black pants and a face mask um, if anybody's got any information about that again that's we don't have a lot of suspect Additionals information to put out but uh, if you saw anything or when we're in the area that day uh, And saw somebody matching that description, please let us know Um, you can call us at uh, 895-3874 And we'll be glad to take any of that information.
1: So because that was a bank robbery the FBI automatically gets involved Does that mean it's a it's a federal charge and once sentenced you're going to a federal prison? (sighs)
2: Well, <laughs> in theory, yes. Uh, the sentencing, though, that's totally up to uh, you know that court as far as what they get. But yes, the FBI does get involved because it's federally insured, so we work in conjunction with them on those cases and um, try to help them as much as we can because it happened in a local jurisdiction. But they would they would be the ones overall to help prosecute that.
1: When somebody robs a bank, are they getting as much cash as let's say they would have? I don't know, 20 years ago in a bank? Because it seems like people carry less cash on them anyway.
2: You know, most of the time um, when these people, when they would walk up to a teller, they're already kind of in a hurry. Um, very rare that they don't take much, more than just, you know, what's in the drawer. And as soon as they see some cash being put in a bag, then they're on their way out. So um, don't know exactly. They don't always release the, that information about how much to try to prevent future opportunists for that so um, yeah it's but it you're not talking about piles and piles and truckloads of money you know something quick enough you can stuff in a pocket so
1: and I guess a lot of these people drug addiction is behind the theft so therefore they just try to grab what they can and get out of there for that next high
2: not always uh this guy for instance in his picture he looks like a very young man Um, I think it's I don't, you know, I'm I'm sure there is some cases where that happens, but again, I just think people are getting more and more uh, either bold or naive um, because banks are full of cameras. They have all that information, you know, and and most of the time they can track these down, uh, but just people see an opportunity and think they can get away with it and are bold enough to try it.
1: So if anybody knows of who may have robbed this bank, is there a reward that is available because it is a bank or... How does that usually uh, none work? None
2: that's been publicized at this time, uh, for that.
1: And then also there was a, a shooting that took place here in Murfreesboro. Actually, two different shootings. One was I just just last night. The other one was this past weekend. So tell us about those.
2: Yeah, um, we'll start with last night. It was on uh, South University. Um, the sorry, Larry, I'm, we're swapping computers here. Uh, it was around the 400 block. Um, and there was, uh, about 7 PM, a male and female were shot. It was a, I believe there was a, a car that came by, and, um, and was the ones that did the shooting. So they're both been, uh, transported to the hospital. We're waiting on, haven't got an update yet on condition, but, uh, they've both been transported. And if anybody's got any information about that shooting, if you were in that area around seven o'clock last night, um please give us a call. The detective working that case is uh, Detective Miles. His direct number is 629-201-5613, or you can call again 895-3874 is our, our just generic number. Um, but, yeah, we'd be very much appreciative of any information that anybody could provide to help lead to a suspect in that case so we can get justice for these folks. And then the other one you talked about, I think it was on the 27th uh, over on Gunnerson Drive. Uh, was when that actually occurred. It was over near Nottingham Apartments. Uh, We were able to get enough information put together. Detectives uh, got some information on possible suspects. And then on this past Saturday, um, some of our cops and directed patrol units uh, were... Excuse me. Sent to the area where this person was thought to be, and we actually made an arrest. Uh, 18 and 17 year old. Uh, the 17 year old, uh, obviously juvenile. We can't release that information, but the 18 year old was a uh, Corey Liller Jr. Um, and he's being held right now for, on a $300,000 bond for charge of murder. So, uh, good work by detectives on that. Um, and and th- thankfully, this was a quick turnaround. Um, sometimes it, it takes a lot longer to track all those things down so we hopefully we can bring some kind of closure and justice to the family of this victim. So.
1: It seems like more often than not there is an arrest within 24 to 48 hours of most crimes especially those of murder. Is it that the criminal really is getting that much more bold and thinking yeah who cares I'm, I'm not going to be caught?
2: I I think that's that's maybe part of it but I think a lot of it is uh, in these cases that we've seen where we've been able to make quick arrests a lot of times uh, the victim knows who the assailant was um, or there was community you know we live in such a connected world now uh, people communicate with their phones either via social media text message and and that information is there you know forever or as long as we can get a hold of it and recover it so it's helps us to develop leads a lot more quickly um,
1: things like threats being made and well forth. even
2: just the fact of who you know the time frame of saying like hey this person they were talking with this person we believe within 30 minutes of this happening so they probably know something you know um, that can lead or at least you know that start that breadcrumb crumb trail to get us to where we need to be um, so that is one benefit of technology in that regard where um, there's a lot more to look at than just a person and a smoking gun, if you will. Um, a lot of things that's, that's helped us as well um, in some of the shootings, and I know we've talked about it before, and some of our shots fire calls, the, the NIBIN system that we use, which is a, it's basically a long, it's a network of forensic data that is left by trace evidence of shell casings and firearms. Uh, we've been able to link some cases around jurisdictions around, like Franklin, Knoxville, Chattanooga, uh, to share information to help them with their case, as well as them giving us information to track these things down. So um, it's it's pretty unique. Uh, it's a it was a great investment that we've been able to make, and to help our detectives that to try to locate some of these people that are uh, committing violent crimes with firearms.
1: Are a lot of these people who are involved in these crimes gang members?
2: i don't i don't know uh, honestly um i guess i would say we have not seen a lot of these cases that are that we can affirmatively say this was gang related violence Um, so you know whether some of these folks have some affiliations or not uh, is you know unclear but it's just not something where we would say uh yes this was a a a gang related incident there's there's just not evidence that points us in that direction
1: we are pretty much out of time so as Uh, we close this morning if anybody has any information about any of these crimes that you've talked about the best thing for them to do would be just to call the police department
2: sure and just say hey i've got information that i'd like to share with your investigators about a crime that happened and we can take it from there and just i would also say follow us on social media for any of these updates uh, our website's been revamped all this information gets put out there as well so um, click off and, and and check in with us and help us out if you got some information
1: sounds good well thank you again for joining us this morning coming up next a look at local news and what's happening around the country with cbs news all of that on the air next